0: Hello, I'm Ellie, soon-to-be third-year geographer.
1: And I'm Robert, a soon-to-be third-year HSPS.
0: Welcome, we're pleased to be Spoking with you today.
1: The uh, Spoke is a podcast designed to meet all your cats' base needs.
0: Bringing you interviews and features in, around and far from college.
1: The episode is being recorded from across the UK, in two different countries in fact, using the power of MS Teams to bring cats
0: together. The Spoke, as you may have noticed, is a very, very clever pun based off the wheel, and we hope to Spoke to you about all things concerning our wheelie good community.
1: So settle down, grab a cup of tea and some herby Diced Potatoes. It's The Spoke!
0: Hello! This week we're thinking about May Balls. No, not garden parties, not June events, but the mighty May Ball. Or, more specifically, Cat's May Ball, the greatest night never to happen. We've been deprived this year of bottomless bombs, Aromi Arancini and Instagram streams flooded with fancy pictures and videos of people throwing up in Portaloos.
1: To help us think about this topic we are joined by Cat's legend Alex Stenney, the only remaining archaeologist in college. Amongst other things, a union hack. Indeed, a hack of all the things. A spectre known to haunt the Cindy's smoking area. Amongst other things, a loving college father and a man's described as a lad of the archaeologist. Yet yeah, his crown and glory, however, must be his accession to the role of Mabel president for 2020.
0: in response to his run for BNOC 2019 for which he came sick he wrote I'm glad to move past being the biggest SNOC small name on campus at Katz and finally have something to write home to my parents about that doesn't involve law the union or going to A&E
1: anyway here's our exclusive that's right exclusive interview with Alex Denny let's go
0: Hello Alex, thanks for joining us. It's good to spoke to you. You were so dedicated to the Mayball, you were still working on it half an hour before speaking to us now.
2: Hi, it's good to spoke to you as well. Um, Yeah, yeah, no, uh, I think it's taken up a lot of my time this year. It's definitely taken over, well it took over my life and it's still going, which I think most people haven't realised. I think people have kind of imagine that the committee's kind of stopped doing everything our things got cancelled when actually the work has stayed pretty much as heavy as it was before.
1: Brilliant I'm glad to see you're working hard. So we were wondering if you could talk us through your vision for the Ball. what would the evening have looked like you know it's the 18th of June 2020 I'm in the queue paint the scene what could I have expected?
2: So in terms of painting the scene for what we wanted Colopsia to be um, and I think again, I, I'd hope that everyone's familiar with our theme by this point. We were really working on the idea of using the small size of, the, the, of main site to the max, and really getting the most kind of fleshed out and really exceptional kind of cat's may ball that we've we could we will have seen in the college's history. So first of first and foremost, that was led by wanting to kind of exceed other Mayballs. Um, It's been frustrating thinking that Cats has always been seen as kind of a, a mid-tier Mayball. We wanted to really level that up and work hard on that. So in terms of, you know, events, we had a full line of non-musical and musical events planned throughout the entire night. Musically, we were hoping to have our stages just running through artists all night, obviously including Becky Hill as well, which was... A really fantastic artist to book. Food and drinks wise, again, we were really happy. We had loads of fantastic new suppliers that we we're working with, who had not been to Cats before, um, and all kinds of you know local favourites like uh, you know Aromi, Mac Daddy from the centre of Market Square, um, and again, we think that it would have been really really exciting to see them at the ball. And drinks wise, we were very fortunate to be sponsored by both Red Bull and Cobra Beer. So that would have kept things, you know, that alongside the rest of our, our drinks budget would have kept things, you know, flowing and exciting for the entire night. And just link back to Colopsia, uh, to our theme, really, in terms of painting the scene, we had so many ideas and our, our creative team was doing fantastic work on this, on transforming the ball to, you know, meet that theme. So including, you know, references to famous works of art, like our logo comes from, Botticelli's Venus um, and that was something that we wanted to try and recreate or pay homage to um, at an individual art level throughout the the college and you know there was all kinds of other ideas that were coming through you know projections art pieces throughout the college uh, the way we'd theme individual areas it would have been something that would have been absolutely phenomenal to see I hope and it is you know unfortunate and disappointing to not see those things come to fruition.
0: It's tragic. (laughs) Um, So you mentioned that the theme was colopsia. Why did you settle on that theme? And were there any other themes that you considered? Because we heard rumours of a careers-themed Mabel. Can you confirm these rumours?
2: So we had a, a kind of a long process of voting and discussing various themes. There was a spreadsheet of about 30 to 40 entries on it of kind of theme ideas people had. Because I think from the start we wanted to be kind of as egalitarian and democratic as possible, there's no point in me just picking a theme and saying we're going to go for it if, for example, people on our design team can't really work work to that and come up with ideas mm-hmm. for that. So, Colopsia was proposed by our head of design, Lauren, um, which was absolutely brilliant. She, the, the kind of ideas she came up with uh, around that surrounding kind of classical art, um, optical illusions, all the kind of ideas that she had were fantastic. I was very keen on playing to the kind of cat's name and having a big cat's themed ball uh, yeah
0: I heard about uh, that, like that jungle
2: theme. <laughs> theme really kind of that idea went through so many different iterations of kind of would you take that down a, a kind of Lannister style spin or would you take it to a jungle uh, kind of theme that was kind of a weird one uh, the kind of careers theme yeah that was on there that was a uh, an odd one there was Hollywood themes there was all kinds of stuff that turned up in the spreadsheet I think yeah, it was interesting to see so many different ideas from the committee, but I think in the end uh, the best one definitely was the one we picked by far.
1: It seemed really good and sort of that good Mayball just aesthetic more generally I suppose. And -hmm. and sort of when we sort of think back to old Mayballs, there are sort of iconic things like the ball pit in the OCR which sort of recurs in sort of the public imagination, you know. How much do you think you sort of drew on those sort of past ideas and coming up? With the sort of the Maybell as we would have seen it in 2020.
2: So in terms of drawing on past ideas, we wanted to work with things that had worked really, really well in the past, and then kind of examine and evaluate things that may not have worked as well, or just you know we couldn't see how they would fit in our vision of the ball. So you know something that I've heard a lot, and it's mostly come from other Mabel presidents and Mabel presidents committee has been people saying you know oh, but we always do things that way that frightens me I'm I'm not uh, iconoclastic by any means I don't think that we should change everything for the sake of it but I think certainly we should look at everything we've done and work out you know uh, does that make sense or was that based on a decision that made sense at the time but has changed now so in terms of um, you know tradition at Cats some things just work like the ball pit and the OCR which it works phenomenally. It's a fantastic idea. Everybody loves it. That's brilliant. But in terms of looking at where our ball sits and where the college sits as well, so kind of straddling both being, uh, you know, a very traditional college, one of the older colleges, but also being intensely progressive, and um, you know, looking at that and seeing how well how does that fit with our ball theme? You know, we want to be exciting and you know quite regal and resplendent as a ball but also down to earth and enjoyable and certain things just don't fit into that like um, wine and cheese tasting in the SCR is something that we've never when we evaluate that and look back on why that was selected every year for our balls we don't see how that fits into our vision thankfully in terms of you know making those changes talking about things that you know evaluating what worked and what doesn't um Working with the college and working with the Mabel President Committee has been particularly easy and enjoyable. We've been supported in having those discussions about, you know, what do we think works well, what do we think doesn't work well, and how to look at that. And, you know, make changes that mean we can get the most out of the ball without changing anything that is seen as, you know, deep-rooted and beloved traditions of our ball. Because, you know, obviously those are elements that encourage people to come to the event. So those will always be our main focus ensuring that we basically match what our students want to see
0: nice yeah i heard that you um you changed one of the traditional like days of the week that the mabel was going to be on didn't you and there was a bit of uproar yeah. about that
2: with regards to uproar i'm not really sure how true that can be of um, the decisions that we made in that typically the ball is on wednesday wednesday in may week has, as most people know, uh, Kings' Affair. It also tends to have St John's Maple, off the top of my head, um, and a few other events. Yeah, there's usually one or two of the smaller balls. I think I could be wrong saying this, but Homerton. There's usually at least three to four events on Wednesday. I just looked at that, and that didn't make it didn't make any particular sense. It's something that um, you know, all of us having events on the same night when there are alternatives. Was something that we very we took a, a look at that and decided that that wouldn't be appropriate very early on so in terms of the other available days uh friday is typically the fellows garden party we wouldn't want to um you know interrupt or cause issues to that at all and obviously that takes up sherlock court um and we are a ball that operates uh at the pleasure of the fellows so the only other alternative option was Thursday, but as it turns out, that actually works perfectly. It's well situated, it means that, you know, nobody at Cats is left with the decision of, um, you know, if we were on Monday, okay, should I go to Jesus, should I go to Cats? If we we're on Tuesday, um, you know, should they go to, you know, John's or, or Cats, you know? Any other day of the week, we face those kind of issues where people are making those decisions and it's reducing footfall to our event, which we want to avoid as much as possible. We want to make sure that everybody can attend Cats May Ball, and Thursday worked perfectly for that. The only pushback we had really, and this was predominantly from uh, fellow students, from people in my year actually, was individuals saying that, well, you know, it's always been on Wednesday, won't this confuse people if we change it? And I Really, I I fail to see how changing event by one day will you know throw people's homing senses off so severely that it causes actual disruption to uh, college life. I don't really see that as being a, a problem at all. So I would hope this continues in the future. I would hope that future balls are also on Thursday because it, it just works. The only other event we clash with is Sydney Sussex, to my knowledge, and. I think that you know there's not much overlap between our communities uh, so I think that works quite well for us is having it on that th- on that Thursday.
0: So um, obviously one of your biggest challenges this year with um, making the Mabel and cancelling the Mabel was the coronavirus and the pandemic but were there any other like big challenges that you face in organising it?
2: so I think it's it's fair to say that 99% of the challenges we faced were the pandemic that was uh, the big hot topic issue for us unfortunately Um, but additionally as I've said you know we approached things by uh, approached the ball as a committee looking to see what worked and what didn't that was a, a major theme of our work and I think the only issue we face is that, you know, sometimes we did run close to biting off more than we could chew. But in the hurdles we faced, it was absolutely fantastic that we had support, you know, really extensive support from, uh, you know, other Mabel presidents and also the college and the college's governing body. Um, and some of the things we approached was, for example, you know, bursary tickets. Implementing that uh, at the college was, I think, a huge success. It's something that I think... I'm proud of, and I would hope the rest of the committee are proud of, is making that key change and offering one of the most substantial bursary ticket reductions in Cambridge. Um, That was very important. Additionally, linked to kind of themes of access within the ball, uh, removing employment checks for student workers was something that not only was seen as a, a hindrance to ensuring that we could have all students work at our ball because so many of us are worried about. The kind of risks of putting down, you know, two hundred pounds on check to work a ball, but also uh, there was a, a legal review last year that you know, concluded that that wasn't even. It's kind of been seen in Cambridge as a, a legal grey area. It's not a grey area. It's it is pretty expressly illegal to require debit to be a an element of someone uh, someone working at a what well, someone completing a job, someone completing a contract. Um, it's not appropriate, and the kind of response from you know various figures throughout Cambridge. So um, we spoke to the council about it. We spoke to some members at college about it. The responses from some was that um, you know it's it's something that's always been done by balls, and so therefore you know if it was to be cracked down upon, it would it would be a matter of you know every ball would need to face that kind of crackdown. A kind of you know a kind of Spartacus syndrome of you know if they come after one of us, they've got to come after all of us. But I really don't see that as being sufficient grounds for pursuing something that is a legal grey area or is illegal. I don't think that's, that's quite right. But, you know, thankfully, talking through, the, talking through that decision with other presidents, we managed to encourage some of them to drop employment checks. Talking through it with the college, we were stunned to receive some really phenomenal support on that decision, um and to really make a significant change there that was uh you know that was a hurdle uh by no uh, no doubt but it was something that was good to to get through um and additionally you know we recruited all kinds of new suppliers as i've said um and again that was difficult there was so much time spent meeting different food and drink suppliers different people from marquees um I would hope that every member of the committee has now become an expert in the field of some quite nuanced and bizarre things like, you know, events production. Um, But through that process, we managed to, you know, hire some suppliers that will recommend the next committee who really are the best and can really make sure that our next ball at the college is going to be as good as it possibly can be. Um, But with regards to the pandemic, I think as I said you know that was most the challenge and it it really did sneak up on us I've seen a lot of people criticize the university's handling of the pandemic in you know suggesting that they didn't respond fast enough Um, they could have done more from my perspective of meeting with college and meeting with the other presidents and meeting with figures from the university Um, the days I think the day before lockdown it was a week before lockdown got announced on the 16th of March, where the first kind of murmurings of balls being cancelled kind of first came up because there was the first announcement from the university about coronavirus on the 16th of March that was really when everything hit the fan I mean before in the weeks prior to that we were talking about the pandemic uh, the potential of it happening and planning contingencies but no one truly believed that there'd be a a significant issue no one actually thought that would come to pass so um, it did sneak up on us and I think as a ball, we were. It was good that we did a lot of contingency planning. We worked quite hard on that. And we did, from a very early stage, think, okay, hold on, you know, this could be an issue. This could be something that becomes bigger than any of us. So I'm, I'm glad that we did that. I think that that was important to do.
1: Really, I mean, you know, you said the virus was 99% of your challenge, and I think that would not be in a way of putting that likely, But, you know, sort of when you sort of when it when the reality hits what what was it like sort of having to say goodbye to a year's worth of hard graft and sort of seeing all the hard work and labour you put into making this as you say a leading ball go in the bin basically
2: i think yeah that there was a lot of reluctance to kind of just dispose of things really really quick and just say okay well we did our best let's just scrap it i mean i how we had a call uh, about the the minute after i think it was 16th of march Uh, When the university announced, okay, yeah, everything's getting canned, there's no term happening next term, um, we're pretty much done. And we had a call one or two days after that with the entire committee, and I said, look, you know, um, we can either cancel or we can postpone to October, uh, the very, very start of Freshers Week, uh, and try and make that work. And I think there's less than 30% chance of that working out. I don't think that's going to be possible, but, um, you know, what do you guys think? and everyone voted uh, to postpone because I think we didn't want to see all of that effort go to waste and I think also frustratingly at this point actually our production company keeps saying that if we had stuck with the plan for October it would have gone ahead, it would have been possible but I just think people were so uncertain at the time when we had to actually cancel things and people were so concerned about you know what they would lose that year it was it was nice in addition to not wanting to lose everything we'd worked on it was nice to give people something that they could look forward to in the end and kind of suggest that actually you know things might pull through there might be a cat's may ball but yeah it's, it's it's tough and i think the fact that we're still working on getting uh, refunds and everything approved that's still kind of got me in the mentality of things haven't quite ended things are the, mm-hmm. the dream is still there but yeah, it's a, a tricky thing to be faced with, really.
0: Yeah, is there a possibility of like any of the plans you made being used for the next Cats May Ball? Is there going to be a Cats May Ball next year, or is it still going to be in twenty twenty two?
2: So to start off, yeah, I think um, a Cats May Ball next year is unfortunately unlikely. Um, I think, as we all know, the Hub project is going to be kicking off soon, hopefully and the kind of work that that involves is fantastic it will transform the college in really really cool ways but um, you know we already operate on a very small site for comparative to other maybles and the issues that the hub project will bring on for organizing events in college it won't just be a matter of losing the hall or losing the bar you know we'll also have uh you know marquee on main court for providing food um at, while the kitchen's being replaced there's so much that comes into it and I, I think it is just too much to handle events running alongside that there are ideas that you know hopefully my uh, successor can pursue about you know we could partner with Corpus Christi for example um to share space and share resources but i think uh, you know, again, it's it's far too early to tell, and I think it is unlikely. So 2022 looks like the next Cats May Ball. With regards, again, to my successor, I think um, it'll be interesting. I, I th- hopefully there's going to be a new president coming in either Michaelmas next academic year or Lent. Hopefully sooner, because there's obviously so much to pick up and so much to learn about based off of what we've done this year. But We've had so many contracts put in place. There's so much that we've done to completely redesign the May Ball and level it up from what we're used to at the college. So I think, in terms of the new things we've worked on, I would love to see the plans that the committee worked on this year being used at a future May ball. It'd be really, really cool to see at the college, and that doesn't just include the kind of bore. Well, not necessarily boring, but less fun elements like you know all the new contracts that we rewrote. Uh, all the new suppliers arrangements, everything like that. But, uh, you know, also kind of seeing, uh, you know, bursary tickets roll over, seeing employment checks, all the work on that come into play, um, all the work that we started doing on environment and sustainability. So trying to move towards carbon neutrality at the ball, all of that would be phenomenal. And in terms of also going back to touch on um, suppliers arrangements, hopefully we're going to be able to roll over all of the sponsorships that we had for our ball to the next event. So, for example, you know, Red Bull, um, it was a huge, I'm still kind of uh, awestruck by it, that um, we were, I think, the only ball at uh, time of speaking, really, to be selected by Red Bull to be sponsored this year, in that we, and th- this may not be entirely true, I-, I heard this from a Red Bull rep, and I'm not sure if there was something they just said to kind of cozy up to us but they told us that we poached their contract for sponsorship from St John's and you know in terms of trying to level up the ball and bring something new to the college that was so exciting that's something huge so I would hope that elements like that can fall into a ball you know maybe by chance a ball next year but a ball in 2022 that is better than anything we've ever seen. And I can only wish whoever takes over me the absolute best in doing that. Um, it's a fun role. It's a brilliant role. And, you know, um, would I have not taken mobile president given what's happened? No, I would have still done this all over again. It's been brilliant. And I hope that whoever takes over me enjoys it as much as I have.
1: Well, anyway, on to the sort of nastier, trickier business of when am I getting my money back? Uh, the question that's on everyone's mind. <laughs>
2: so our committee is sending out emails on uh, on this topic um, every time we have new information to come through so again i can apologize if people feel as if they haven't heard from us for quite some time we don't want to be spamming people with emails telling them you know oh things are developing we want to give you concrete information as it comes out um so over the next couple of weeks we are hoping that we'll be able to announce our refund procedure which is awaiting approval Um, Obviously, as we work closely with the the college on everything, deciding how our refunds would be issued and deciding, um, you know, finishing off the finances for the ball. So working out where all of our money sits and kind of trying to get money back in terms of, um, you know, VAT repayments and everything like that. There's all kinds of things where um, because we paid for services that didn't come through, we receive money back for that. Once that's all settled, we will issue our refunds. But we're working closely with the college on that. And obviously, as everyone knows, you know, it's a difficult time financially for everyone. So um, we are trying to balance working on that as as hard as we can alongside the college, also focusing on, you know, really, really important things like financial planning for the next academic year. And we appreciate that, that, you know, this whole process will take time. Um, But in terms of our committee, I mean, we, some of us worked during the exam period, um, Even though, you know, um, we kind of said in our emails that it would be unfair to force the committee to work through exams. You know, personally, I worked through my exams and that may be why I got a two one potentially. But, um, you know, we've been working on um, preparing to uh, issue refunds for a long while now, a really long while. Um, And... You know, once the moment that we've got all the finance uh, elements agreed and um, all of our work with the college is completed, we will be issuing refunds as rapidly as we can. It's going to be a manual process, but we want to get it done as fast as possible because, you know, we understand that it is a tough time. People need the financial support that we can give them in issuing this. um, And, you know, I completely share everybody's frustration with this taking so long, and I can only apologize on behalf of our committee for the delays that that has faced Um, it is unfair and everybody and you know i wish we could have completed things sooner but the end of the tunnel is in sight and you know the sooner we can get those those these things sorted for you guys the better really
0: so we're coming to the end of our time together on the spoke and indeed your time in caps what would you say to reflect on your experience overall and um, this is our first episode, but we're kind of hoping to do this for every guest on the show. Could you sum up your time at Cats in three words for us, please?
2: Wow. I think uh, reflecting, on, reflecting on my time as president, it was very tricky. I, I'm, I Honestly, I'd be excited to see who takes it up for the next ball because I had a lot of fun doing it. It's a really great role and I'm just sad to not see it come together. I was lucky to be supported by a really incredible committee. Um, Mm -hmm. who are all absolutely lovely people. I mean, I I don't think, I wouldn't say it was necessarily the best present. I wouldn't say it was the worst. I think I often did bite off a lot more than I could chew with kind of the ideas that we had. But, you know, I think I'm, as I said, I'm very proud of the kind of big changes we made. The fact that we had a a huge bursary discount for bursary ticket holders, um, really changing around employment procedure going extremely sustainable we were trying to drop a carbon neutrality policy as well there was so much that we were working on that was really really exciting that I, I loved so i was happy about that in terms of yeah in terms of reflecting on cambridge more broadly uh i would say the three words would have to be always in cindy's <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's
2: an easy one i think yeah having finished having had my uh, my final grade you kind of do sit down and think you know what would i have done differently uh i would have certainly played a lot more sport there was kind of a lot of grand like a lot of grandstanding for me about like oh you know next year i'll do this like um oh, i really want to play this kind of sport i would happily play more sport i want to do some stuff some like thesp stuff but i never got round to it because it's so hard to find time for it i would not have ever gotten involved with the union um but I think, yeah, the, the one part of that that I wouldn't have changed is meeting the friends that I did. I've been co- constantly extremely happy throughout kind of all the, all of my time at Cats. I've had a fantastic friend group. And my Cindys' attendance, to be honest, if anything, I'll just go more uh, if I had to do it all over again because <laughs> I, I had a great time. I had an absolutely sick time. So, yeah, I think I'm very nostalgic right now. It's been uh, kind of very melancholy couple of days.
1: Oh, Well, thank you very much, Alex, for your time. Thank you. And for reflecting on your time at Cats and telling us all about the Maple. It's greatly appreciated.
0: Always in Cindy's.
1: Always in Cindy's. I'm glad we spoke. (laughs) Glad to spoke to you too. Thanks to Alex Denny again for his time. What a legacy. Always in Cindy's.
0: Alex also wanted us to mention that through the refunds there will be an option to raise money for three different charities the first one is an educational charity called Sahabat Anak which is an Indonesian education charity and Jimmy's the local homelessness charity in Cambridge and the Big Mac Appeal there'll be more information on this probably through a few emails in the coming weeks and the future
1: thank you to Alex Wallace and the college choir for our intro song additionally thanks to Katrina Dixon for a beautiful piece of podcast artwork the Spoke is produced and edited by Emily Gobe, Ellie Gregson, and myself, Robert Sizer. Thanks to the College for funding as well.
0: We can't wait to Spoke to you again. Correction, Alex insists that he is not a union hack, and only in fact attended the union in the past to meet James Blunt. Apologies, Alex, from the bottom of our hearts.